Okay, we're continuing the Arucha. We are in the fourth week of Hilcha Shtaris and Shurim Chaydash Shavat, sponsored by the Greenberger family. Okay, so we are starting the last week of Hilcha Shtaris and we are going to be talking about mainly something called a non compete agreement which is uh, something that's put into place as seemingly a protection for uh, an employer. And uh, we'll see how that works in halacha. Now, legally, it's not so simple, a non-compete agreement, depending on the state. My understanding is, and this is not any uh, paid-for legal advice here, my understanding is that most states actually do not honor non-compete agreements. Uh, it's my understanding. State of Ohio, um, it depends on the agreement. They will, uh, they will enforce it to a degree if it's not too overbearing on the employee or something like that, you know, and not too much hardship. So, I don't know, it didn't seem to be very clear gedarim of when it's enforceable in court. Um, but there are, as far as my understanding is that most states in the United States um, do not will not enforce a non-compete agreement. That's the legal world. Um, then there's the halachic world. Now, what's, the, what's a, a normal non-compete agreement, um, the, the reason why it's, it's put into place is, usually for someone who takes someone into their business and teaches them the business and apprentices them. So you got a plumber and he needs people helping him. So he, you know, he gets someone, any person, he hires him. And he teaches him the malacha. He teaches him how to be a plumber. So what's he afraid of? Here he's going to invest all this time and effort in teaching this guy how to be a plumber. And once the guy knows enough, he's just going to walk out and make a com- competing uh, business, you know, as a plumber. So I don't want to lose all of that. Here I, uh, I, I put in so much time and investment into teaching him the trade. I want to be protected. At least I can't, obviously, time down forever. But at least for a certain amount of time, number one, he should have a deterrent not to want to leave too early. Um, at the same time, and if he does, at least I should be protected that he shouldn't walk out with my training and then work against me. That's really the logic behind um, what a non-compete is here for. Um, now that could be now, uh, you know, that could be um, that could be broadened to. Um, not just a training case, or anytime there's some type of investment into an employee, like uh, hospitals, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, doctors here, but in certain situations, if you have a, if the hospital invests and they give you an office and they give you this, they give you that, then they'll put in some type of non-compete agreement that you can't practice within a certain amount of miles for a certain amount of time, right? Again, I don't know how enforceable that is in Ohio law or in any law, but I sure do know that they do put it in there, and usually the, the, the employees honor it because just not, it's not, you know, they understand it's, re- it's really, you know, about the system. And, um, and uh, again, I don't know if push comes to shove how it'll stand up in court. But, um, so that's another case they're investing. They didn't really invest in your training, right? You're a doctor, but they invested other things. They, they invested other things and patients and, and patient pool, pool and stuff like that. So it could be broadened, the idea. We'll see right. in halacha if it could be broadened. But again, uh, IT consultant. Yeah. Because it's very transient type. You know, you work for this company, you know. So they have like a one year non compete. Oh, they do also? 
Right, that's the other thing, because they're afraid they don't want they don't want you to take their clients with them. Right, right. That's that's another thing. They don't want to take your clients with them. So especially if you're if you are um, cultivating relationships, and um, we'll talk about that as well in halacha how that works. But if you're cultivating relationships, so they're nervous, you're going to walk out, and if you start your own place, all those clients will now go with them, and those are so quote unquote their clients, and that's another reason for for a non compete. Correct. Okay, so let's see in halacha. Um, how this plays itself out, a non-compete. So, the first thing is, page 62 in the booklet, and this is a Gemara Baba Basra. The Gemara Baba Basra is talking about um, that, um, the Gemara over there, where, um, where the, gray, the gray is, like right before the, uh, the end of the, of the thin lines, the Gemara says over there, This is the first Mishnah, where you had two people at a field, and they agreed to split the field. So the Gemara says, What did you say the case of the Mishnah is talking about? Really, there's not enough to split the field into two, so one has to buy the other out. So the Gemara says, so who cares if it's talking about there's no amount of splitting that, you, that they're able to split it. So what's the difference? Kiratsu. They wanted to. They agreed to, do, to split it. Nehajubahu. Let's just back out. The person could retract. Just because he committed to do something doesn't mean that he can't back out of his commitment. So now they made a Kenyan. I'm not going to go into the details of what this Gemara is talking about because we could just get to the punchline. They made a Kenyan. They made a Kenyan, so we know when you make a Kenyan, a Kenyan obligates you. It seals the deal to obligate you to do something. So here, they made a Kenyan that they are going to split it. So, who cares? Who cares if there was a Kenyan? It's a Kenyan on words. What is Kenyan Dvarim Ba'almahu? Kenyan Dvarim Ba'almahu, so if you look up in Rashi, on the right side there, um, there's a little gray thing over there, like halfway down, or a third of the way down on the right side. Kenyan dvarim hu. Vein chalipin kainin. What type of Kenyan it was? Like with a, with a chalipin, with a suda, right? I picked it up, like do by, by Mechiris Chametz. You pick it up, and that obligates. So chalipin only works, eladavar hanikna. You have to acquire something. In other words, by me taking the yamaka, I give you something, right? There has to be some type of, the way chalipin, by definition, is a trade. That's what chalipin means. We trade something. I take the yamaka or the suder, and in return, I give you something. So there's got to be a trade. Oy mecher, oy matana, oy shibud karkoi shakinyan chalalov. There has to be something tangible that the kinyan is chal. So even if it's just that I am being mishabed my karka, that now my karka is um, is is mishubed to whatever deal we're making, it's mishubed to pay back. It's 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 some type of collateral, but something is happening. There's something tangible that the kinyan is taking effect on. Shakinyan chal Allah So the Gemara is saying. Just making a Kenyan and agreeing to do something, there's nothing for the Kenyan to be chalad. So I could, we could say, let's make an agreement to do something, or not to do something for that matter. And we make a Kenyan. 
But what's the, well, the Kenyan is not has nowhere to be chal. It has to take effect on something. And if there's nothing to take effect, it's called Kenyan Dvarim. Kenyan Dvarim. So the Gemara here answers, we go back to the Gemara, the Gemara answers, they actually picked which sides, this one won the eastern side, this western side, so they, they, they committed to splitting, and they've also decided which sides. So now the Kenyan has a place to be chal. So the aside of this Gemara is that when you make a deal not to do something, right, like over here, what is a non-compete? I am committing myself not to open a business. That if I leave here, I am not going to do something. That is called a Kenyan Dvarim. It's not Chal on anything. And Kenyan Dvarim, the Gemara is saying, is not halachically binding at all. Not Jubei. You can do what you want. So, the, 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 um, with, without any other, you know, halachic kneitches, uh, uh, so to speak, the simple understanding baseline is that a non-compete um, agreement has no standing in halacha. You cannot commit yourself, or you could commit it, but it's not halachically binding, not to do something. It's Kenyan Dvarim. There's nothing for it to be halach. That's the baseline. And that's really the baseline of it. Now, we're going to see other situations where some Paiskim seem to say that it may work a non-compete agreement, and they have to explain why, but this is why any non-compete agreement that walks into Bezdin is already, I, I would say the words, that means they're already a little bit at a disadvantage because they have to prove that for somehow it's not the baseline of Kenyan Dvarim. They have to prove that, which is not such a simple thing as we'll see. Okay? So that's the baseline. It's a Kenyan Dvarim. Kenyan Dvarim is, 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 is not binding at all. Any agreement where something is not, the agreement is not to do something? Correct. Right. right. Anytime you make an agreement not to do something, right, there's nothing for it to be chala. If you're going to do something, so even that you have to figure out, a, right over here, the Gemara saying they, they made a Kenyan to, to, to be chalak, right? And still, but if it has nothing to be chalan, even to do something, but for sure not to do something. In case of to do something, sometimes you have the Kenyan is chal because if you agreed um, certain terms to it, it might be chal on that chayfetz. But a Kenyan not to do something, there's mamash nothing for it to be chalan. Right? So that's the baseline. It's Kenyan's varm ba'alma. Okay, now let's look at page 63. Page 63 is a Sefer Divrei Goinim. And he comes up with a couple reasons, perhaps why a non-compete in certain situations will be binding. And it really depends on the case. So let's see over there um, by Vav, on the right side there. So Guy hired out his son to a tailor for three years retufim, three straight years. He's apprenticed him. He's going to teach his son the malacha. Now the deal was, the tailor is going to teach this child, this son, how to be a tailor, and he's also going to give him room and board. He's going to provide clothing and food. Now, what does he get out of it? Sounds like he's uh, losing in the deal. Oh, no. Well, he's going to get three free years of a worker. Right? The child's going to work for him for three years. Now, he is training him, but he's also helping him. So even when he's not such a big tailor yet, he could pick up the scraps from the floor. He could do things around. So he gets three free years of work in exchange for teaching him how to be a tailor and providing him food and clothing. 
Okay, v'nei shmeina chadashim kaidem klois hashloishanim. Eight months before the end of the three years was up, baruch hanar meachayit. He ran away. The kid ran away from the tailor. V'hisker atzmei lechayit acher. And then he hired himself out to a different tailor. And the second tailor is going to pay him. So here this kid is, is working for free, he feels, right? And he now he knows the malach enough, and he says, what I need this for? Let me go to the other tailor. He'll pay me for my work. So what happens? So the first tailor comes along and says, listen. He says, listen, you left me early. These last two years and four months, I gave you um, food, and I gave you clothing, you have to pay that back to me. We had a deal. You're here for three years, I provide food and clothing. You left early, I want all the money back. Now this was his taina. And he said like this, The Gemara talks about an Eved is not worth the bread he eats. It's not worth it. It's not a good investment. You spend more than you get. So the Chayet said, listen, the first few years when I apprentice somebody, I'm spending more than I get because the guy doesn't know anything, right? So, you know, so uh, I'm giving him food and I'm teaching him how to tailor, but he doesn't know how to make a stitch. So for the first few years, I'm losing money. The Iker Teichalto, so what's the point of this? My point is, it's the last bunch of months that I make my money back. Why? It evens it out, because at that point he knows the malacha, he's able to work for me, I'm not paying him, so I'm, it evens out because of the end of it. Okay? So therefore he's saying, it's not just that you can't tell me that, what do you mean, why should I pay you for the first two years of Mizainas, you got my son as a worker. No, that was a losing proposition for me those first two years. I think I got him as a worker that was worth uh, $10 a year and I spent $30 on food for him. Now you say, why would I do that? Because in the last year, right, he's, he's working at a $40 rate or whatever it is. He's, I'm getting my money's worth. It balances itself out, but it's not even. But now that he left me when it's worth the most, the whole thing was a losing proposition for me. I want it all back. He, I, he worked a little bit for me. wasn't worth it. wasn't worth it. I was losing money. That was his taina. That's number one. He wants his money back. Now there's another thing. I taught him the malacha. That's not a free thing. That's not free. Let him pay me. Let him pay me for it. Anyone else to come here, I would charge them to do it. So now I let him pay me for it. That was the Shiloh. So this is sort of what a non-compete is all about. Now, the Chiddush that the, that the, uh, that the, the, the Shail is saying is, he's giving an insight into the, how a training works. And he's an insight into how this works. So when you leave early, really, what ends up happening is, it ends up being a losing uh, proposition. So I am Mitshuvah's Mishkanei Saroim Shenitvah's case, Simen Chav Gimel Sheposak Hadinim Achayet. The tailor is correct. It's as if he made a stipulation with him. I'm only willing to give you fur, food in the first two years when it's really a loss to me. I'm doing this on condition that you're here for the third year when you're going to be a good tailor and I'm going to make back my money. So that's how he's paskening. So... 
That's how he's paskening, and he brings a raya from a Gemara in Bava Metzia, a few more lines, like five lines down. He says, Kids got to go back to the guy who taught him, and if he doesn't want to, so um, he, he, he figures out how much he has to pay him, and he goes to the end here, how much there's different ways how to figure out how to pay him. So the first insight over here, according to the Mishkanais Harayim, he's saying that, in certain non-compete agreements, where it's a training like this, so it's not a, he's, he's saying it's not like a regular Kenyan Dvarim. There's an investment over here. I invested in you. I took you at a loss for the first two years. And I'm willing to take you at that loss. Why? Because in the third year, you're going to know the Malach and work for me and it's going to be Kedai for me. So therefore, this is a deal that this is a real, a, a real deal here. This is a real deal. A monetary deal between us. And therefore now if you leave early, I'm losing. I'm not just, it's not just that you made a commitment not to compete with me. You made a deal to work for me. You made a deal to work for me in exchange for the first two years of me supporting you for nothing or for little. You'll work for me the third year. So therefore, if you back out early, if you back out early, so then, in this case, you would be chayv. So again, this is not every non-compete agreement. You have to know what the situation is. Non-competes sometimes have nothing to do with um, backing out early. In other words, if you train somebody to be a plumber, and, um, and, um, and the, the agreement is that whenever he will leave, Whenever he will leave you, he will not work for, you know, for two years or something like that. So one second, what if he's with you for 10 years? You made all your money back 10 times over already. Now he decides to leave. No, two years, non-compete. Why? That might be a Kenyan Zvarim. But if he's the guy, if you tell him at the beginning, listen, this is a five-year deal we have with each other, a three-year deal, let's just make it simple. It's a three-year deal as a plumber. Right? That means to say that you're going to work for me for three years. And if you back out in those three years, you won't be able to work anywhere. So that's the case of the, of the tailor that's saying, since I'm training you for these years, the first years are in exchange for the last year. So in this situation, again, it would have to be depending on exactly what, how much the training was, how long after the training this is, right? It will depend if this type of non-compete, according to the Mishkanais Harayim, will be um, enforceable in halach. So it looks like the difference really is that with a standard non-compete, it's a potential loss. So in other words, you're going to leave a company, you might take my customer. Correct, right. Correct, right. He's saying in this case, it's a real loss. It's making this situation into a real loss. Correct, correct. Okay, look at Zion on the top of the second column there. He gives another... Um, ex- yes? Okay. Uh, is this under the presumption that he's not worth what you feed him, what you reward him? If he, if he actually is giving some sort of like menial labor and it equals the value that of, of his board and his, and his food and everything like that, then is, then is what he's... Right, yes, the Chaira, yeah. yeah you'd, be, you'd be right in that case. Right, it will only work if you could prove that I really took a loss on you as an investment for the future. Right, that, that could be true. Which, is, which, which again, you'd have to know in a case, let's say, again, I don't, I, you know, I don't know how apprenticeships work with plumbers and things like that. Um, I, I don't imagine that they pay them a lot of money when they start off. 
um, you know, when they're teaching them the job. I just don't imagine that they do. And at that point, they are helping out, right? Even, you know, I have plumbers in my house, and you see the one who's the plumber, and the other guy's like, and the other guy's just the, you know, the gopher, you know what I mean? Go, go get me the thing from this, go that. You know, find me the little thing that looks, you know, whatever tool he is. And then he doesn't find it because he doesn't know what he's talking about, right? No, it's there. It's on the right side of the truck. You know how this works, right? How much do you think that guy's getting paid already, right? But he is learning on the job, right? He is learning on the job. So in that case, he's not really investing in him, right? He's not really investing in him that he's saying because he's paying him for what he's worth at this point, right? The only question is he might have to pay him. He might have to pay him for the cost of being trained. Right? That's what he said also. He, the, the amount that he, he mund him and he says, okay, now that you left, so I didn't get my money's worth, but I trained you. That's worth money, right? So that might be, he might have, to, but again, but he can't force him not to work. You say, okay, pay me for the training, whatever training costs. You might be able to say, okay, no problem, I'll pay for the training. You're right, you trained me. This is what, it, this is what training's worth. But you can't force me not to work, right? So there's a lot of nuances over here in, 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 in every situation. Again, you'll see it's, it's not so simple. Okay, let's look at the, yeah. In the case that Herschel brings, the, the Balabas could still, the, the plumber, whoever, yeah. still claim that... Uh, I have nothing against plumbers, by the way, if any of the plumbers are listening. Even if he doesn't have a loss, let's say, breaks even right. initially, but he was supposed to have a gain, and he's not getting that gain. Well, supposed to have a gain is not, not necessarily a loss. It's right, it's not the same as loss. You say potential is not, is not the same, right? It's, it's not the same, yeah. Okay, so now let's um, look up at Isaiah. Ayin be'igra rama b'tshuva simen yudbeiz be'ovda she'apayel hiskeratzme eitzel omen lasis le'melacha. So he hired himself to, with a tradesman. Ve'omen kibula b'lam de'omnas, and the tradesman said, "I'm going to teach you the trade." She'afte kaimelon de'payel yochal lachzer boy bechatzi ayayim. So he throws in an interesting uh, uh, um, um, twist here, and he says, "One second. Don't we have a rule? Payal is allowed to retract, right? He's allowed to quit. We learned this Barichus and Schiris Payalim that a Payal, since Chili B'nai Yisrael Avodim, you're not allowed to hold him there like an Eved if he's a hired worker, so he's allowed to back out. So he says, I don't understand. So he's hired him to. To, uh, to, to, to help him out as a plumber. And he said he'll uh, teach him the omnus, right? And he doesn't want him backing out. What happened to Payal Chayzer B'chatz If he's just a hired worker, hired worker is allowed to retract and back out. Why, why is that? Does not, that not play a role in this Shiloh? So he says an interesting thing. He says, Kan din shutvim. In this situation, they have a din of partners. Why? Two partners cannot just back out in the middle of the terms of a partnership. They have to part ways, but you can't just back out and say, okay, I want to split now. There's terms of a partnership. It's not a, 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 a hired worker. A payal, he's not allowed to be an avid. Now, why is that? Because here, they are both mishubah to give something to the other. The payal is mishubah to go work for him, and the and the and the owner is Meshubah to the woman is Meshubah to teach it to him. So they're not, this is not an employer-employee relationship. This is a partnership. Each one has to give towards the partnership. I am going to work for you and help you out in the plumbing business, and in return, you're going to teach me how to be a plumber. Right? So we're not, it's not a payal, we're shutfin here. Um 
So the one who's teaching is also a worker. So what we call the employer, the plumber, right? He's not just an employer. He's also a pile. Why? Because he's teaching him the trade. So he's working for him. Each one is working for each other. They each have obligations to each other. They're workers for each other. So, um, so that, that's an interesting twist here that the Igra Rama puts in here and says that when you have such an agreement, I'll work for you and you'll teach me a trade, it's some type of partnership with each other. And a partnership in order to renege on the partnership is also not such a simple issue. So if the, if the worker, the apprentice, decides to back out and leave in the middle, so you can't say, I'm allowed to retract, and what, what, what did I do? I committed myself with a Kenyan Dvarim that I'm not going to back out? Well, yes, because this is not just a, a, a verbal commitment here. You made a partnership. Each of you obligated yourselves to give something into this partnership. You want the partnership to be dissolved. You got to dissolve it properly, but not just backing out. So that's another knech that's put in here by the Igra Rama that again perhaps could be, um, could be brought up in a, in, in a non-compete agreement um, to see that maybe this is a tie of why it's not Kenyan Dvar. I've never worked with the, uh, with the unions nowadays. You know, what's union, union, union? Yeah. They call the National Plumber and they have the apprentice journeyman. It's, it's, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a good question. I don't know. I don't know all the details. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know all the details of how. It's also, I, don't know. It's I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question. I don't know. It depends exactly how everything is worded, you know, and what the Shibudim are. Okay, so now we have here, so we have really, as, so far we have, the baseline is, it's a Kenyan Dvarim. We have here other Shitas who are introducing other Svaras. The Mishkanai Sarayim introduces one Svara that's an investment, and there's a loss here, there's a Shibud, and we have here the Igra Rama who says that they're like Shutfin, and you can't just back out. Now let us look at the Chassam Seifer on page 64. And this is a Tshuva's Chassam Seifer. And he throws in another Svara. Um, and that is as follows. So he starts off at the top there. So there were two people. There was Reb Doiv and Reb Chaim. Um, they're from here, fine. In the city Zabarov, Mata. So this is Reb Doiv. Uh, this is yeah, Reb Doiv writing. Reb Doiv is saying that I'm signing on the bottom and I'm telling this to Reb Chaim. Mikabel alai. So who was Reb Chaim? Reb Chaim was a a a shaykhet. and he was going to apprentice Reb Doiv and teach him how to shechak. So Reb Doiv committed and said, I'm a Kabbalah on myself. I'm not going to shecht or check for a trefus on my own. I'm only going to do it together with Reb Chaim. In other words, he's going to be the Sheikh that I'm going to work for, and that's it. Until he gives me permission. So Reb Chaim is going to teach Reb Doiv how to be a a shaykhit, and Reb Doiv commits 
that he's going to stay and work for Reb Chaim. He's not going to go off on his own, and he's not going to go off and work for someone else either. Okay? And he continues, he says, V'chalilali, and I'm not going to shech, not anything, not big animals, small animals, birds, not, in, not here in this city, not in the villages that belong to Reb Chaim. Again, you have to remember, it was, uh, it was a small areas. If you're the sheichet of the whole, uh, of the whole uh, neighborhood, so you were the one who got all the business. Now you're going to bring in an apprentice and he's going to go out and take all your business. So this is what he was mechaiv himself. And this goes down and down and down, all the way down. Um, now where they end the gray line over there, so I don't know why they ended it there, but if, where it ends, there's a little dot uh, in, the, in the beginning of the line, three words in. And he put in an interesting penalty. He says, and if I don't do this, without without him this, whether it's me, and he goes on and on and on and on, and he goes on a few more lines. So even though I shacked and I checked it, I'm giving a penalty that they're all asr. Yasurim kichazir nevela. Funny, a very interesting uh, a penalty. He says that if I'm over on it and I go off on my own, anything I shecht is asr like treif, like a chazir and nevela. Okay? And this is what he wrote. So this was the non-compete agreement that he wrote to him. He trained him. He says he's not going to go into competition. So if you go up to the next column, So there was a shtikl machloikis. Um, did, he, did he make a shvua? Did he not make a shvua? Um, so if you go down one, two, three, four, five, six lines. He still has to keep his commitment. So the Chassam says, listen, if you want to be a shaykhit, you have to get a certificate. You have to get it to Udah as a certificate. You, you learned it, and you got your certificate that, you, uh, that you're a shaykhit. So when, when he told him, when he committed that he is not going to um, compete with him, he was saying, Reb Chaim, who is the shaykh, was telling him, I'm only giving you the Teudah, I'm only giving you your degree, your certificate, almanas, that you don't compete with me. That's the payment for your certificate. The payment for your certificate is non-compete. Okay? So listen to the Chsam to Seifer. So if Reb Daiv goes and competes, so you know what that means? That means that he took it to Uda without paying. So he's withholding the wages of Reb Chaim who gave him the Uda, the payment for it. The payment that Reb Chaim took for the certificate is that you don't take away my parnasa. So Bezdin is obligated to force him to non-compete. Why? Because if not, he's stealing the Teuda. He got a Teuda. The payment for it is, don't compete with me. And now you want to compete? So what you're doing basically is, you are withholding the wages of Reb Chaim who gave you the certificate. You're not paying for it. The payment is in. Now you can't say, well, I'll pay you something else. No, no, no. This was the deal. 
You can't pay with something else. You can't give me $100. See, in the other case, a tr tr training is worth something. So if, if I didn't get the work out of you, right, I didn't get the work out of you, so I'll, I'll, you could pay for it, right, by the, the original tailor. But over here, it's, see, again, over there he's backing out early, right? That's the difference. Over here he's not bad. This was the entire deal. I'll train you as long as you don't compete. That means to say, payment for training is that you don't go out on your own, at least in this, my neighborhood. This is a real, this is a non-compete, okay? So, the some say are saying, in this case, it will be enforceable in Besden. Why? Because you are not paying the wages, you're not paying for the certificate, you're being over on Sashik of withholding wages. So again, this type of non-compete, which is, you know, after I've graduated, it's not many investments, that wasn't, this is not the Chassam Seifer's case. That wasn't the issue here. The issue was that I'm willing to train you as long as it doesn't, you don't encroach in, on my livelihood. So the Chassam Seifer put in this Knei chair because you paid for a certificate. Now, how that works in all other cases is not so simple, right? The fact that I train somebody how to be a plumber, first of all, I don't know if plumbers give certificates for that, right? You might have to go to school to get a certificate for that. You go to college or something, I don't know, to get official plumber. You got to go to wherever to get the thing. And just because you train someone in doesn't necessarily mean that you gave him the certificate, so it's not necessary. So if you if you train somebody in, he works for you. Even if you made a non-compete that says, whenever you leave me, right? Again, there's no investments here. You never you leave me. You cannot encroach on my livelihood. What am I paying for? What did you give me? What did you give me? You gave me knowledge? Okay, we took care of that already. I worked for you. You know, that wasn't an issue. So this wasn't the condition that I will give you the certificate in order to, in exchange for that. Now, I'm not going into the halachas over here of approaching on people's livelihoods. That's a different halacha of yorid le'umnasa shachavera. There's specific halachas when you're allowed to compete, when you're not allowed to compete. That's not, those are, those are different halachas. Here we're just talking about on the deal that he's making in a non-compete agreement. So, again, this is a case in this situation where the Chassam Seifer is saying that this type of non-compete will be enforceable. Again, as we see here, it's not across the board. Every non-compete will be very different and will have to be proven. Again, you're always on the, on, on the, uh, on the downside over here. You have to prove that it's not a Kenyan Dvarim. You have to prove that it fits into one of these cases. Now, not everybody agrees to, to you know, the Mishkanei Sarayim, to the Chassam Seifer. Some say just it's, it doesn't work. They found some like Halachic Nech to make it work. Now, a Bezdin's going to have to decide that. It might be a Suffolk, it might be a Machlaikis. There's the concept of Kimli. When it comes to Chayshem Mishvat, if you find a Shita, you'll have to say, I hold like that Shita if it's in Shulchan Aruch. So, this is, it's, it's, it's an uphill battle to enforce a non-compete. As we see, the baseline is, it's a Kenyan Dvarim. We have a Mishkan Esarayim, we have Igra Ram, we have Chassam Seifer, who are giving us in certain situations, each one has a reason why it may be not just Kenyan Dvarim, it may be something enforceable. And therefore, it would have to, uh, it would have to be put in front of a Bezdin to decide if that's the case or not. Okay, I think we will stop here for today and we will do the second half of the non-competes on Wednesday night, Bazis Hashem.